Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on I'm this. <laughs> people that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Femme Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I am one of your hosts, John, also known as Dr. John Paul, and I am currently still devastated that I bought honey buns that have no frosting. So let, mm. <laughs> so let, no. let me explain. I literally keep looking at this box and I truly want to throw them away, but I'm not wanting to be one of those girls who are wasteful, but I am mm-hmm. still so damn mad. Climate. Mm-hmm. Literally. And, and before y'all ask, yes, they're glazed. They're still tasty. The problem is that Sam's Club doesn't sell the frosted ones in store. So I got played when I did the mobile order. You know, you can order before you okay, go in. I was going to ask because I, I, I was like, mm-hmm. so when you got there, did you not see that they were frosted? I didn't see them. them. No, I, you I didn't, didn't grab you didn't, them. You didn't shop for them. So, okay, got it. Got right. It. So I did the drive up like I always do. If I do, if I do anything like Target, if I do Sam's Club, I, do, yeah. I always do drive up. And when I drove up, they put them in the back of my car and then when I got home and I went to eat them, I noticed that they were not frosted and my heart was broken. So I know it's a first world problem, but it's just it's it's frustrating to know that you have to get those shipped. And yes, I mm. am still hurt that Sam's Club would play me in the way that they did. But thank you to those of you. So there were folks who so I will say this. There were folks who sent me donuts for National Donut Day. Thank I'm you. Dreaming. 
I live. I live. I love that people. That's so nice. That our the, our, mm-hmm. our 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 community knows you enough to say, "I got you." Yes, on Donut Day. They that's, said that's we gonna take care of you. So I did get donuts for National Donut yes. Day. So all is not lost. But how are you, Queen Joho? Oh my God, how am I? First of all, uh, I'm just I'm gooped and gagged that that happened to you. I'm so mad. Um, and also good to know. I'm like, I don't go to Sam Slub enough. If we go to Sam Slub, mm-hmm. I will be like, don't try to play me in my honey buns. Yeah. Um, fam, it is your other favorite co-host, Jordan. Or today you can call me Honey Bun Joho because I do come with frosting. Um, okay. And besides, yes! okay, I know that's right. Yeah, and besides, I know that's right. <laughs> Yes. Besides being patient zero for yet another chest <laughs> cold, I've come to the conclusion that naps are actually God's work. Yes, I'm historically, yes. I'm historically not a nap person, but since coming back mm. from my from my trip, um, and catching a cold separately, not from the trip, at least I hope, at least I don't think so. But like I don't care who's to say these days. Right. A little afternoon nap moment has felt so good. Like the way the way, the, way, the way my body's like, girl, just just get on the couch. Or honestly, I'm I love the floor. If you have a carpet, bitch, I will be on the floor. I love you. The way my back will be me. thrown out. Okay, the way my back aligns on carpet, oh, really? feels so good. The way, see, if it's hard floor, no, but carpet, yes. Wow. It's like nice and plushy. Oh my god, I just sometimes I'd be laying there for 10, 20 minutes. I just took a half hour nap. Oh, they feel so good. And now I am advocating for daily compensated naps during the work week. That's right. I'm saying here right. first. Yes. If y'all ain't paying me to nap, you ain't paying me at all. I need you to pay me to nap so I can do work better and be mm-hmm. more effective. Thank you very much. Yes, God. You know, so this is the thing with nap. So I will say before we actually jumped on the mic, I too took a nap. And mm-hmm. I've learned that they have to be between 15 to 20 minutes tops. That if I yes. do anything over 20 minutes, my whole night mm-hmm. is thrown. Yes, but I wake can up more tired sometimes too. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely do a 15 to 20 minute and I feel like right back to who I was supposed to be. And as a kid, when I used to like get babysat and stuff, I used to always fight naps. I used to hate taking naps. Mm -hmm. But now as an adult, I need them. Like you, there's no way for me to function with that one at least. If I don't do one at least every day, I have to at least have one maybe like Wednesday or Thursday or usually what I like to call my nap days. Where I'm like, okay, I at least need to lay down here for a quick second. So I feel you. Thank you. See, see me, see me. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm not, I'm not a nappy girl. It's not who I am. I, I keep trying to like, no, it's just not me. But lately, this past week, it has been me, and so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who I become. And, and you know, as Michelle Obama says, I'm becoming. So maybe I'm becoming a nap bitch, which yes. I'd be so here for. Please let me have a little rest because Lord well, knows my body needs it. We well, we all need it. I think at this point, between all the stuff we're doing, between the traveling, between just being black and queer in this world, sometimes you just have to go. Let me take a nap. Mm-hmm. And fat too, girl. Yes, it's too much. Oh my it's god, it's a lot. It's a lot. Well, this week we are still. So I do want to say this real quick for those who have been listening, continue to listen. Thank you. Uh, this week, as well as for most of this week, we are going to be celebrating Pride. And as you may or may not know, most of the episodes for the month of June will have some form of element of Pride um, to discuss. Because I mean, this is a black, fat, and queer ass show. So why wouldn't we be celebrating our ourselves in the month of pride month so 
Every yeah. episode is going to have some form of pride element. So I just want to make sure that folks who are listening, you're not like, when did this become a super like, you know, I'm coming out pride episode. Well, every episode in the month of June is going to have that. So just kind of know that we will be dropping sweet notes. about. Listen, the if businesses can put live, laugh, lesbian on a t-shirt for pride month, we can talk about how we can talk about extra queer shit mm-hmm. for pride month as well. Okay. Don't try yep. to limit us. Uh. I know that's right. Yep. And so we will be doing that. We definitely want to thank everyone who dropped really sweet and kind notes about last week's episode. And shout out to the listener who noted that they never thought about pride from the vantage points that we provided. Um, It really does mean a lot to us to know that folks are listening and learning and connecting with the content that we're putting out. And so Mm -hmm. with that being said, we want to make sure that we're also giving folks things to be happy about or to think about in relation to the happiness of being queer. And that is what we're hoping to do through the month of June. So with that being said, for this week, for our Still Here, we're going to kick things off as we always do, giving Miss Tisha Campbell her flowers per usual. But we are asking the question, and again, because it is Pride Month, it only makes sense for me to ask this question. I wanted to ask you, Joho, can you remember the first drag performance or even the first club or queer club that you went to maybe mm. with a drag performance? And Ooh. what was it giving? I mean, do you remember the first interaction you had with the drag queen? And maybe how did that moment help validate you? Mm. I know for myself, so a lot of y'all who listen to the show know that I am what I like to call an IE girl. So I grew up in the Inland Empire. And one of my very first gay clubs was a nightclub called VIP in Riverside. And so shout out to the very historical VIP club that is in Riverside, California. A lot of folks know VIP. It is ultimately not the, uh, how do I, how do I say this without it becoming problematic? It is not, it it, it basically is your hometown gay bar. It is just Mm -hmm. very much that. And so with that being said, I had just come out to my mom and the conversation didn't go terribly well. Um, And while it didn't go awful, it didn't go terribly well either. And so when I got back to my res hall dorm, whatever you want to call it when I was in college, I remember telling one of my friends, you know, what had happened, how I had come out. And immediately she was like, we have to go celebrate that you came out and we we're going to go to one of my favorite bars or one of the bars that I like to go to. And I do want to say, I know Robin is a listener. So shout out to Robin, who is still in my life and is still a really good friend and also a friend to the show. But also an old friend of ours named Audrey was also a part of kind of that, you know, we're going to take John out to celebrate. And so Robin, Audrey took me out. We went to, um, we went to VIP, which, mm. and, and you know what, which I want to say, interestingly enough, I think we actually bar hopped. So I think we did VIP and then we hopped over to another club called Oasis that Ooh. same night, which closed. And the thing is, the reason why I think we bar hopped is VIP had cheap but really good drinks, whereas oh, Oasis had good music. And so I think uh, we went to VIP. We did what off. we needed to do, but, you know got our life yep, a little yep, bit yep, and yep. then we popped over to the club over in oasis to dance the night away um so shout out to you know the once fame club oasis oasis is what other people would call Come it on, oasis um, yes. yes god nessa and we danced and drank the cheap liquor and had a good time over but that night actually was the first night that i saw raven and, and many of you know raven from rupaul's drag race as well as ma'am from drag race mm. they are bffs and they were performing together 
together that night at Oasis. And so I think it was really cool for us, you know, because again, and I'll say this, when I went to VIP, I wasn't checking for anything, but I think when we got to Oasis, what made me want to stay was the drag, right? This notion Mm. of how beautiful Mayhem looked on the stage, how beautiful Raven looked on the stage. That was the first time I'd ever seen a drag queen in person. And so um, shout out to them being my first two drag queens I had ever seen and had ever met mm. and really thinking about this idea that they were the notion of, I think that was the first time a f- like being effeminate was validated for me, yeah. seeing them perform on the stage. And I don't think we talk about that enough, how beautiful and how cool it is to be able to see people celebrate themselves on stage through the art of drag. And now Mayhem is a good friend. Mayhem has been on the show. You can actually go back and listen to the episode with uh, the episode with Mayhem. Yes. Um, but I definitely just want to say real quick, you know, if Mayhem hears this or if anyone knows Mayhem and this gets back to them, wanting to thank them for saving my life during a time when I really didn't understand who I was or what I was going through. So seeing them help me and it's still continuing to help me. And I'm just so grateful that I know both Mayhem and was able to actually meet and connect with Raven at the time too. But what about you, Joho? Oh, first of all, I just I just love that for you so so much. I mean that in the most kindest, sweetest way. Um, and I love this question because it brings me so much joy. Um, my yeah. first track show was when I was eighteen. There was this eighteen plus club called the Shark Club in Costa Mesa that my friends oh. and I would go to often because it was the only place we can go. Mind you, it was an hour drive outside of San Diego County, north. Like there was no queer club in San Diego that we go to, you can go to those under 21 and not oh many goodness. clubs period under 21 you can go to besides like yeah. like 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 really ratch ass clubs which I mean I was here for like I remember I remember my first time seeing YG was at this like really ratch ass club it was bomb but like no queer folks so it was just really straight I was like oh, this isn't for me and so um, <laughs> I have I have found this club I don't know how I don't know how I found it but I found it one day and I had I have spent many nights Many nights at the Shark Club. I, I honestly, I, I wonder if they're still here. Um, and so the Shark it, Club, yeah, Shark Shark Club, Shark Club in Costa Mesa. I like I, shark as in fish, like shark, like yeah, like Jaws, like Jaws, Jaws. Shark okay, Shark Club. Um, I have no idea why it was called that. I don't even know. I wonder if it was. Just, I, I wonder if they said like queer nights versus like it be a queer club. I think it was a queer club though. Um, I, I, I remember going so many nights and being just like living my best life, dancing till like 2 a.m., driving back an hour rack with my friends. Um, but it wasn't what, in what, so my first one, it wasn't that we came for the drag show. It just happened mm. to be a show right as we walked in and it was yeah. Adore Delano um, actually singing Britney Spears. And this was, this was the, this was a year before Adore was on Drag Race. Um, oh, so I saw her the wow. next season. I was gooped because she was, Immediately, my favorite drag queen. Like I had not seen a drag queen. I like I've seen them. I had seen a season of Drag Race before. I think the season with uh with Raja. Um, yeah. And but 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 like had not, had not seen a drag queen like perform live like that. And so and so I I have this visual in my head like like a door like I like we come in we come in doors in this like black outfit. There she's on this like staircase. Everyone's screaming. Her hair is like in frizz curls, like 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 uh, like symmetrical down down her head, and she's belting a Britney Spears song, and it was just so amazing. My friend, was she singing live? She was singing live, and she she actually can't sing. She actually can't sing. I know that. I love when drag queens can sing. That's why I was like, bitch, what? I mean, again, it's like you walk in first time, you don't know what to expect. The first thing you see is this girl going. But like better than that because I can't do it. And I was right. like, oh my god! Like I, I, I want to say it was like it was either 
like it was either oops i did it again or it was uh or it could have been I also have no idea. I want to say it was, it was, it was a good again, but me and my friend Kira, shout out to my friend Kira, were just so captivated by this punk queen. And that really ignited my love for drag for sure. Like, it's honestly mm. what pushed me to do drag for a bit myself as well. Like, Adore, I mean, I don't know if Adore will ever hear this, but if Adore ever hears this, like, seeing you perform that at Shark Club and you know, in this place, like, in all places, Costa Mesa, like, before she even got her fame to this extent, like, it's what made me want to do drag and what made me fall in love with it um, yeah. and experience it. So it was just, yeah, it was fantastic. Everybody's just so much joy and think about it. Like there's not, there is not like one sad experience. Well, I've had, I've had sad experience on that, in that club. I definitely have thoughts money in that club before, but besides oh, that, gosh. I have definitely, <laughs> I definitely have nothing that but joyful, quickly. joyful memories in that space, yes. especially on the, during the drag show. So yes. Okay. Oh, yes so. Well, yeah, well, good golly, Miss Molly. I mean, um, I, I mean, I won the fight, so I ain't tripping about that hard. I won the fight, okay. Some, you know what? Sometimes you gotta throw a little bit of hands. I'm just saying. You, sometimes you just got to. If people do hands. clown shit, the, yes, they, they the end up, clown they comes back to bite. Get the ass beat. That's what happens. Yes. So. Well, I, you know, and I'm glad. I am glad that we have we have grown from that. Yes. With that being said, I don't condone violence. You say it's not the answer, but I was no, it isn't the answer. But sometimes you got to teach people. Listen, good listen, listen, listen. It's not. It's not my answer, but it is my response. It can't be my response. You know that, what I'm saying? Like, that part. Even, I always say, even Marsha threw a brick. So, okay. Okay. <laughs> and I should throw a brick now. So, Thank you. um, but with that being said, I say, you know, in a world where folks are trying to ban drag, we want it. In, in our own way from the show, we wanted to say thank you to every queen out there, whether you be a queen who's just starting, whether it be a queen who's been on a show, whether it be a queen who is working to be on a show or working in any capacity to, to make sure that folks are seen and loved and understood in these spaces. Um, you know, the Black Fat Femme podcast really wants to say thank you for doing what you do. And we want to make sure that you know that you are valued and that you are loved over here because you really do. A lot of the folks who are doing drag are changing the lives of folks whether they know it or not so that's our way of saying thank you um so with that we want to take a quick break but when we get back we are going to have a conversation that i've been wanting to have for a minute so sit right there we'll be back in just a second hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher i'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of the girlfriends in season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. <gasps> what? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so this week for our category is segment, I had tapped Joho and I had said, it's Pride Month. We know people are going to Pride. We know people are out and about in queer spaces. And one of the things this actual conversation kind of comes from, and it stems from, I want to shout out my friend XD. They on their podcast last week was talking about kind of the do's and the don'ts of being at Pride. And this conversation popped up and I said, okay, I want to have this, you know, I, I really want to put this on the docket for us to talk about because it is something that is very, 
real for a lot of queer people. And so with that being said, I wanted to kind of name or call this, and I'm kind of going to stick with this, this segment being titled Queen of Mean. And what I mean by that is, is I, I, I know many of you are probably like, what the hell? Where, where is this conversation going to go? <laughs> Queen of mean, yes. um, <laughs> but you know I think it is time. If, go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, just like Queen of Mean makes me think of, this is so niche, but in season six of Drag Race, when yeah. Courtney, when, uh, when, uh, Cotney uh, Act was like, we're the mean gays of West Hollywood. Yeah. They're the mean, like, that's what makes me think of the mean gays. And I'm like, oh, yeah. it's so true. The mean gays. Yeah, Continue. it is. It is. So that is really where we're going. And that's what this conversation is going to be about. Um, I think it's timely considering some of us will be in a lot of queer spaces in the next couple of weeks. And I know some of you may know this if you are out or if you are if you've been out in queer spaces and you see another queer person um and you may have tried to be friendly to them you've probably tried to wave or you know compliment to them and the response that you got wasn't the response that you wanted either the person said something rude back to you they may have said something out of pocket or I've been in situations, so I'll tell the story. I didn't put it in our show notes, but this story happened a couple of months ago. Me and my partner were walking down Hollywood Boulevard. We were going to dinner, and these this queer, I would say a group, it was like three or four of them, called me and my partner ugly without us even like saying anything to them. And I was just kind of like, okay, that was uncalled for. Um, but it was just one of those situations of like obviously they were dealing and 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 the adult me the 37 year old me knows that this is something that's very real and so this was why i wanted to bring this up right there is a lot of projection when you are in queer spaces of people saying and doing really thing really mean things to you and so i wanted to have this conversation again really kind of focusing on where does it come from and why does it seem to be something that is low-key celebrated in our community right why is it that Mm. being mean in spaces where we're trying to celebrate everyone is something that seems to be celebrated um specifically because you even had mentioned something about drag race and i know we're going to get to it in a minute Mm. but i wanted you to chime in on this conversation like what are your thoughts on it so far yeah, yeah. So, so I'll definitely get to drag race a bit later. Because uh, yeah. the first thing I think about, so the first thing, just like to be a bit more specific, the first thing I think about is like the, is like the bartender gaze, um, yeah. like at clubs and such. Cause I feel like, and, I, and I'm clear that I mean gaze as in the masks, the mask boys. I have not had this experience at all with any femme folks. It's always been with mask folks or mask attempting folks or folks who like mm. want to hide behind their maskness to be, to be horrible and like it's yeah. like one like just just unfortunately i'm just holding the experience with you of someone doing that because i'm just like wow that is like you must really hate being a queer person if yeah. the first thing you think of in your group and, and and also like people y'all be so bold to say shit when you're in a group of people y'all Look, be so you bold. would never say Listen, it by yourself I'm, Listen, I'm grown. I'm grown, but I will stop my the fuck you say to me, bitch. You yes. you real body 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 bitch when you try when you in a group of five people, but you by yourself, I know you want to say it to my face. Right. Girl. Right. Girl. Right. Okay. Go off. So go off. Like, that just has me hot. But um, but but I think like you know, I um like the the bartender the bartender gays, I think are often to me, the my experience have been often the worst ones to say outlandish mm. things or be straight up rude and honestly i think a lot of it has to do 
with desirability. Like yeah. the, you can be like they say, you can be mean to people that you aren't that, that you don't find desirable, and that's when I think happens a lot in the in the, in the world, regardless. But mm. like, the amount of times I've been passed over in a line while like the hot guy behind me gets serviced um, is wild. Service not like not service like blowjob services, and like and like he gets yeah. to go to the front, and I'm like I'm clearly in front of this bitch, so why is he getting helped? Like like right, I missed right. one time at the Abbey. Ugh, I hate the Abbey so much. This is this this moment experience is ingrained in my head forever. There was this one time I went, um, and I went I went with a few friends, and there's this girl who, like, she was messy. Your girl was drunk AF. Like she was just a messy girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like 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 she was by herself, so we like let we let join let her join our group. And I had already had friction with, with the bartender that was there before. Like I had bought drinks, and he was just he was just not being attentive or kind. And, and I was extra like, thank you so much, I appreciate you. Like you don't really business, but I appreciate you. And he was like, and he was like, here you go, it's fine, whatever. And I was like, fuck this bitch, right? So mm. then so. Then so then the girl the girl the girl's like next round's on me and I was like oh my god are you sure she's like yeah, next round I was like okay great next rounds are fantastic right but she, so like ten minutes ten minutes passed I'm like where the fuck is this bitch at so I run so I walk up to the bar and I see her arguing with the guy right and so and she and like she's obviously drunk drunk enough so I go to the bar to her and I'm like oh hey what like I was like hey I see something's wrong like what's happening he was like. And he was like, "You, your friend's car's declined. I don't know why you let her buy drinks for you all, but she can't fucking do it. So now I'm screwed here, and you are like, you're an asshole for letting her do that." And I was like, "Okay, first of all, I just met her tonight. Don't know who she is. <laughs> so I don't know her like that. Girl. So sorry this happened. I am so happy to pay for it. Like I can give you my card right now." He says, "Whatever. I don't need this shit from you. I don't know who you are." And I was like. Okay. Um, I'm trying to offer to pay for the drinks that she can't afford to do. Do you want my card? He throws a drink at me, like not like in my face, but like but, like the drink he has, like he like he like he like smacks it down, like like on the bike right like all over me, and like 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 like, 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 like luckily I backed up, like luckily I backed up, and I was like, I literally I I I, I looked at looked at the ground, I looked at him, and I said. Sir, I'm trying to be really nice today, but if you do that again, I will smash a glass today, and it will not be on this bar. It will be on your face. So I need you to be really kind this moment. And he was like, he was like, he's like, I don't give a fuck. I said, you know what? That's fine. I find your manager real quick. Question. That's the question I have: is how can someone get away with doing that while at the way the way I found the manager and was like, hi. And the manager was so nice. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they're like hello, but there's when I told them what happened, they're like. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like, like, and like immediately, like I, I was also surprised. I was like, the Abby's not gonna do anything about this. Immediately went up to the bartender. The bartender had to leave. I don't know if he was fired. I hope he was. Um, drinks were covered and paid for. He refunded me. Um, yes, earlier. I was like, okay, go off. Because the last thing you want is a big bitch out here causing 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 drama at your bar. Right. Because I will, I will tear a bitch up. Like, but it was just so nasty. So I and like, and all I could think about was like, wow. Wow, like this guy really thinks he's so hot shit, and it's sad because I, 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 I'm like, I'm like, I was literally nothing but like, I would say generous of like, I'm happy to pay for this. I'm so sorry she's messy. I don't know who she is, but I'm happy to pay for it. And he yeah. was just so rude, and so I think let's also say like Queen of Mean. It's like so many gays think think they can be mean, and I think and, and, and I think a lot about right, like what what you always mentioned about like, about James Baldwin, and with white gays, like they were never afforded the privilege that they thought they could have, and right. so they. 
pride themselves, no pun intended, they pride themselves <laughs> on still acting as if they're above because they're white. Um, right. And, like, and because they're men, so they, and they're masculine, men, so they get to like act above. But like, I see it so often piece. how many, and then try to wield the privilege. And like, listen, I'm not here to block anyone. I'm not here to come for anyone's bag at all. But like, bitch, you are bartending at the Abbey. Calm down. Like, yeah, calm down. Yeah. But like, I've even seen it. It's not even that. I mean, I've seen it at, you know, you go into like a luxury store. And the the I will say this. So there was a gentleman who helped me recently at the coach store. And he was the nicest person that I've ever interacted with in terms of. And I knew he was queer because he had mm-hmm. a little rainbow lapel, you know, and he mm-hmm. had the rainbow, the rainbow coat coach bag and you again I, I just knew in our interaction that he was queer but it was a really nice interaction and so I think for me the hard part in these moments is that sometimes I go into queer spaces expecting to have negative experiences and I'm almost really shocked when I have a good interaction with another yes. queer person in a oh my specific God. Even if it's a even if it's not a queer space, but in a queer space and a good expect a good experience, that's big for how, me. How it happens? You know what? I I, I feel yeah. the same way, and I think to me, I think it comes down to like this thought that as queer people, we're forced to be competitive for our survival in the yeah. cishet world, and so I think yeah. sometimes I really believe that like that like this Garcia mentality perpetu- perpetuates itself like intra communally as well. You know? Does, yeah. Does, does that make sense? I'm I'm curious. No, if it makes you have thoughts, thoughts about that too. Yeah, you know, I, I so as I was thinking more about this, right, and this notion of why are people mean, why are people, I'll just say gross, why do people immediately go to this really dark and, and mm. nasty place? I also think so much of the anger, who we want to be or who we wish we could see comes mm. out in the ways that we respond to one another. Um, and I bring this up really specifically thinking, again, kind of going back to, you know, the, the note that XC had made. It was actually Jade and XC who had made this note. It's really thinking about the specific ways where people treat one another and what should be and what should feel like a safe yeah. space. And I think mm. that's the reason why I'm really wanting to have this conversation, really specifically trying to name that, you know, a lot of this is really kind of we're responding to the years of mean things that are said to us and the you know kind of that whole notion hurt people hurt people mm-hmm. you know and I, I think that that's what a lot of it is especially when we assume and i i want to make sure that I, I i make this point assuming that someone is doing better than you or assuming that someone um you know is in a better space and i will tell you this like i have gone out of my way and i don't do it to be like look at me look what john is doing but i have gone out of my way you know like if i see a girl for instance there's this there's um someone who works at my local target and I know they're trans and they, you know, they'll dolled up and I will make, go out of my way. If I see them to say, Oh girl, you look good. Look at your makeup. And it's not that I'm trying to like gas them up, but it's like, I no. want them. I move through my life knowing that queer people have it hard. Mm. I move through my life knowing that black queer people have it hard. I move through my life knowing that black queer people have it hard. Femme yeah. girls have it hard. So like my thing is, is in my mind, I don't want to add to that. Like I don't want to be that yeah. person yeah, that I'm continues to add to my brother, my sister, my, my, you know, the ladies and gentlemen, whoever, whatever you want to call yourself, right? However you identify, I don't want to be that girl that yeah. adds to that that very hard life that so many of us have. And so I think that that's really kind of what you know we're talking about in this conversation is I want folks to be so 
queer spaces oftentimes are literally the last beacon of hope that a lot of queer yeah. people have. Yeah. And when you add to the space of being mean, being not nice, saying really catty or, 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 or mean things, you're adding to the world of hurt that so many of us are already having to navigate. Um, I did have a note though. I did want to say, you know, I know we are going to touch on it in a bit, but I often think so much about shade and, and this notion of how we deal with shade really being rooted in anti-fatness mm. and anti-blackness um what are your thoughts on that like do you believe that shade and all of that comes from that place uh okay so for, so for, well first i'll just hone into what you just said before that about queer spaces because one thing i think about so much during in this you know, during this time and some will say post-pandemic world, but I would say still pandemic world or post-trying-to-figure-it-out world, is right. how many queer spaces right. have dissolved and actually are no longer existing and how many are trying to emerge as queer spaces and safe spaces. And it's yeah. true that like these are spaces in which we should feel belonging and embracement and like love, and they often become places, again, of competition or they yeah. become spaces of disdain or you know to your point shade and it's so like mm. it's so sad and if i'm being quite honest you know one, one thing i think about a lot is like um nothing like, like, i just came out recently because like K- kiki palmer just had dropped this little video on instagram i think yesterday the other day that was talking about like how we are all being conditioned now to like win up each other to, to, to like catch a bag at 26 years old and at like where somebody versus like being frugal now and like taking being so intentional and, and, and i think so much about that in the queer community because Again, to the point of we have to win up each other, we have to be better, we or we have to like flex on each other. Like I think the difference between shade or like shade and being being funny or being harmful is like when shade becomes a flex, when sh- when people try to like out flex each other or have flex culture. Or I think or I think like with shade, you know, I think shade is rooted in I'm trying to think of like, is it rooted in anti-blackness? Probably probably says no only because it came it came from blackness. Like, right, shade right. came from blackness. I think that's it. I, I mean, you can interrogate how it can come from something and still be anti something for sure. But I think that, mm-hmm. like, there's a layer in which I think shade came from us. I think the way it's been, it's been like construed now is what becomes anti black or anti fat or anti mm-hmm. anything or like pro white, right? Because like the yeah. white gays love yeah. to be shady these days. But it's yeah. like, you know, like, what. What is it? Is it from Paris is Burning? Like that the like history lesson of like of, like a shade like shade shade like shade like shade or a reed and like like what yeah. it actually looks like it means right? You know, like I think yeah. that's what happens that people have taken it and applied it in really harmful ways. I think yeah. shade, like I I mean again like I I think shade can be funny. I I think shade's often funny. Shade like shades shade is shade is intelligent. Like shade is like smart humor, right? Mm-hmm, like shade mm-hmm. is something very smart and witty that you have to pay attention to just to catch it if someone's yeah. just being an asshole it's not really it's not really shade and she, like, like and like shade's meant to be funny because it's, it's poking fun at something like on a deeper level it's also like like you can shade yourself or other people like i love me some shade when like you know for example like uh <laughs> I'm, I'm, like, I'm, i laugh because you are one of the shadiest girls okay thank you that i know thank and you. i love that it's like it's thank a good you. shade you are you, very shady because you know because like because because i'm like because I see something that I thought is funny and I'm poking fun at it, but all, but, yes. like, but also with it, right? Like like I like I don't strive to be shady at the right. expense of somebody right. else. Like I'm shady right. with with somebody and yes. with myself too. 
yeah no you're and you're and you're not wrong and i i love that i think that's one of the things that makes us friends is that we can poke shade we can throw shade at ourselves we can throw shade at each other and it's it, it's like humor but i also think Absolutely. too like you've got to have friendships and relationships yeah. with people to do that right like i yeah I would never intentionally be shady to somebody that I do not know. It's, yeah. it's one of those things of like shade is, is in my mind. It's like, you have to have that kind of relationship with somebody to do that. Yes. But there is a difference. And I think sometimes people don't see the lines can get very blurred. The difference between the light of being just catty and being mean and being nasty and masking it with shade, right? This notion, Oh, that's just who she is. She's just a shady girl. And it's like, no, she's just a bitch. Like yeah, she's being part. bitchy. She's being, mean she's you know th th there's there is a vast difference and so wanting to name that there are differences in the ways that we interact with each other and i i will say that some of y'all don't have the space or the grace or the love in some of the stuff that you say and it becomes very evident for me specifically being someone who was constantly teased for years outside of queer spaces and then going into queer spaces and also being teased and being made fun of trust me i know when you're being messy I just know. Okay. Okay. Know? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Okay. So see, so like, so the, this makes me think of like just going to the dra the drag race piece because yeah. Go ahead. If you haven't watched it yet, I'm 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 assuming you've watched it by now or you know about it at this point, right? But like Heidi, no longer in the competition, and mm -hmm. I think about shady or meanness or queen of mean, right? Comes down one to I think how Heidi was given the villain edit for a for like for like of the the you know the first few episodes of the season. Yeah, and like, but and like, push to be mean, which is very interesting because you know that's like not her. And I will say, right. I do think, I do think she's been that way a little bit. I think she has been. Maybe I think she wasn't being a bit shady. Like during Sash game, I think she was being a bit shady. I know my, I know yeah. several of my friends when I were texting and they were they they thought like how like they didn't think it was a problem at all. And I was like, I totally see how Kahana felt upset that like Heidi was like picking on her. And like you right. can argue, you could argue it's an, it's the name of the game, but like, I also think like. From one black queen to another, I like. I think there was an expectation of like, girl, yeah, like, but like, you, like, why, why yeah. would you drag me down like this? And 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 right. like, and, and like, it'd be one thing. It's one thing if it's to like further the joke. It's another mm -hmm. thing to like per, to like make them the butt of the joke. And so I think like, but it's an interesting thing because like Heidi could catch it, right? Heidi caught it in that very moment and was like, oh no, the longer I'm here, the the more that they're going to like think that i'm like a mean girl and i wonder if even for her she she feels herself doing that a bit too like you know like, like she said she doesn't want her never to be challenged she doesn't want anyone to anyone to like feel that way and i and i think you know i i and like and like it, that that forced her to leave because she wanted to she wanted to protect her peace because she knew she knew that she was being portrayed in this way um and so 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 yeah so so I I think she's just an interesting an interesting thing and then again like the point about the villain the villain edit because I think that she came in I mean everyone loves Heidi I think everyone has loved Heidi for a long time and I think yeah and 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 I will say I will say this too I think I also think I also think Heidi was robbed I think Heidi has been robbed several challenges yeah like I love Jimbo's drag I not like love Jimbo but I think Jimbo's drag is next level to many queens but like I definitely think Rue robbed robbed Heidi for Jimbo simply because Rue loves Jimbo um, right. and, and right. is anti-luck sometimes. Um, well, name it. 
Nope. Name okay. it. And, and so, and I, and again, you know how I feel. And I've said it on several episodes. I feel like at one point, Chris is just going to put together a whole entire drag race of compilation of how drag much race. I hate drag, hate that every conversation comes back to drag race, but it does. I mean, and, and well, it's I also think, four, four million seasons. So it's like, it's constantly right. running, right? Give us a, right. give us, give us a season without a season of drag race. So we can, we can stop talking about it for once. Right. So, well, I will say that I think that some of it was staged. Um, I personally believe that some of it was staged, but I also do believe that Heidi did go a little bit too far this season. And I think that she got caught up in the game. And I think that that's also something too, that a lot of people don't recognize of like, even for me, right. Thinking about some of the folks that I used to hang out with when I was in college and me looking back and being like, I didn't like that person. What was because Mm -hmm. you were hanging around really terrible people. And I think that that might've been it, right? Like Heidi got caught up in her game and she probably recognized, I don't like the way I, one, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm going to watch this back and I'm not going to like what I see. So I'm going to leave. Um, that could have been a thing, but I also think that maybe she couldn't handle the heat. And I also will say this too, that some of it could have been maybe her not feeling like she was doing her best and was trying Mm. to conspire to make other people get in their heads too. I I don't Mm. know, but what I will Mm -hmm. say is that I think that there's a lot to be said about the shows in general, about the ways that people take on different monikers and how you can be, a villain without actually being mean and i think there's Mm. something there too like there are people like for instance shout out to delta i love delta delta is one has become i'll say delta has become when i when i saw delta on drag race i didn't really know delta like that i just knew of her but now knowing delta and following delta there would be people who i would 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 probably go on a go out on the end and say Delta's mean. And I would say, actually, I don't think Delta's mean. I think Delta is real and is upfront and says what's on her mind. There is a difference. And so I, I, I think when you, what the difference between being mean and the difference between being what I like to say is a mean girl is when you are intentionally seeing someone else as lower than you and you are picking on them you are Mm. bullying them you are treating them as less than because you know the world already treats them as less than then saying oh your drag could be spruced up a little bit that's not in my opinion that's not you being mean maybe your drag could be spruced up maybe you could do your hair better maybe your makeup needs to be done a little bit more if you're gonna come to a competition girl you 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 know you got to be (laughs) top tier there there is a difference but what i will say is that i think heidi got caught up in the game and i think that she basically just said, I don't like, I don't want the villain edit, edit so I'm going to go home. So, mm. yeah. Yeah, but no, fair, that's fair, my fair. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, just like Heidi, we have to go for commercial break. Uh- <laughs> but unlike Heidi, we will be back. Give Look. us just a moment. <laughs> Shady Boots checks again. We'll be back in just a moment. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do 
find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, fam, we are back. And this week, y'all, we have some news. 
news, uh, John. Kick we, us off with that is. Okay. We have been sitting on this for almost three months. Sitting on a And secret. I am so glad that we get a chance to actually talk about it because I am really tired of dancing around it. Okay. So real yes. quick, I wanted to mention this because I am a believer that a lot of the stuff that has happened, not only just around the show, but has happened around us is because we keep manifesting. And, and I really wanted to note that I know last week we talked a lot about abundance. A couple of weeks before that, we talked about what is true, true manifestation and things. And I think something before we go into kind of what the good news is, is I really want to say that I think for a very long time, I got really scared to tell the world or to tell the universe what I wanted and how I wanted it to look or who I wanted it to, who I wanted to be a part of the things that I've dreamed up. And so, mm. you know, back in 2021, dreaming up the show, 2022, getting the show picked up and being able to actually see the show manifested with what I like to now think is my best friend. It has truly been a dream come true. And so I had manifested at the top of the year. I had said the same thing. I put together my list of all the things that I wanted to do. A lot of them are happening. Some of them are in the process of happening. But back in January, I had written down that I wanted to work with or do something again with Apple. And so for those of you who have been rocking with me forever in a day, you know, back in 2018, I actually was a part of the Apple Watch campaign that they did. But I said back in January, I was like, I don't want to just do something with Apple. That's like a one-off thing. I want something that I know that could be a long lasting things. Well, Lo and behold, this year, it actually happened. So in February, we got tapped, and guess what happened? Go ahead, Joho, tell the girls what happened. Yes, we got tapped, 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 tapped in, and we got told that BFF is a June podcast spotlight. What does that mean? Well, if you head over to the Apple Podcasting Spotlight page, which we'll include in the link um, in the show notes, you can see some custom artwork of us. Yes. yes yep, of the Dwalls, sure John and Joho. Stories of how and why we do this show. Some favorite episodes of ours and more. You may have people yep. already in the spotlight of our friend our, of our friends at Fantai Podcast, Travel and Jarrett. Shout out to them for also putting us as a pick for a show to listen to as well. Yes. That and what I will say is so what's so really cool about it? I when I so shit, when I did this, I I honestly was like, I'm not gonna get emotional. Nothing about this is gonna make me emotional. This is silly. And now I'm sitting doing? here like really emotional. I think for me it's just it's really cool to know that your your friends see your work and yeah, validate that your was work, special because I was like <sighs> Yeah, right. But then also too, like having a big, big company like Apple say, we love what you're doing and we want to spotlight it in the midst of all of the new shows that are constantly coming out and all of the things. Right. It's just, it, it, it's a blessing. And so thank you everybody over at Apple Podcasts. We are not getting paid to say thank you to them. This is literally us just saying from the bottom of our hearts, we are very grateful that we are being seen for the work that we're putting in behind the show. And when I tell people, I'll say this, this is random and off the cusp. When I tell people that it, there's a lot of intention that goes into the show, me and Joe are very, very much thankful and we're very observant of the ways people are responding to the show and so we are just so grateful that folks are are, are yeah. truly tuning in are listening and are sharing 
our shows with um, amongst all of the other shows that we know and love. And so shout out to their team um, really for, for picking us. So with that being said, we thought, why not give y'all Apple Music Pride playlist kind of yes. to not only celebrate the fact that June is, po- we're being spotlighted for June, but also to kind of go along with the celebration. So me and Joho have put together a total of 14 songs. I will include the list. Y'all gonna have so many links in, <laughs> in the so show. The link of a loser. Link of a yes, loser. Link of a loser, girl. Um, but we put the we're, we, we will be putting the link to our playlist in the actual show notes for you to go in and listen. And so me and Joho are gonna take turns kind of sharing what songs we picked and why we picked them. Um, and we could just bounce back and forth, Joho. So um for the first song that's on the list, I put obviously Diana Ross as I'm coming out. That song for me, I've it has always kind of been the queer anthem that lives in my head. And so it just kind of felt right for me to put that as one of the first songs on the list but what uh, about you what was your first selection my first song so first i mean first of all who doesn't love diana ross so if you don't love diana right. ross you are a hater to the maximum extent um my <laughs> first my first one was show me love but the co- but cover by alex newell so show me love by robin s is a favorite song of mine for sure but the alex hey. newell cover is just so good like i love alex newell's voice so much and i think it's, it's probably one of my favorite covers of like any song that I've heard it's just it's just so in their voice like just shreds in the best way so like yeah show me yeah. love uh, by Robin S by Alex Newell cover all right what's your next one our next one is please by Jesse Ware so John weird <laughs> 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 shady boots John hit me up it was like I know we, I know we got this white woman on our playlist but let me yes, tell you Jesse Ware is a queer icon all the gays love her for the past few years she's been putting out like disco disco albums and disco hits and bops like 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 be like be like you know this is the year of disco but like she's done it for the past like several years and so um she has a song called please that to me is just like like when i first heard it i was like oh this is a ballroom bop for sure it's just so good i will spare you i'll spare you like the singing we just listen to the song but it's just so it's just so so good please i just see where it's my fave how about your second one john Okay, so my second one was Pink by uh, Janelle Monae. Oh, a classic. Um, it is just a, it's just a classic song. And I know that she has a new album coming out next week. Yes. Um, and so, actually, no, by the time y'all hear this, we her are, new we album are coming will be out. out. Yes. Yes, her yes. new album will be out by the time you hear this. So, with that being said, look at me being good about, yeah, so that her no. new album is out. But Pink, just everything about that song is queer. Everything about that song is fun. Everything about that song screams loving who you are as a queer person and the idea that the the way you see yourself and feel about yourself is really just it's it yeah everybody's a little bit pink that's basically what janelle was saying we're all a little pink inside and mm, so um mm. that softness that beautiful color the, the joy of being pink yes, right i love that yes. about that song all right what's your next one love okay so my next one's gonna be higher by vincent um i okay. love vincent so much vincent is if you, have, you haven't heard of vincent they are a black queer um, artist, performer. This song is actually also with Alex Newell and somebody yeah. else whose name I forgot. I want to say, is it Kings? I love the playlist, child. Something King. Just um, but it's such a good song. Um, I, I think Princess what? Precious. 
Oh, thank you. Princess Precious, yes. The way you make me feel, I swear you take me higher. Yes, I'm your ever desire. Take me home, but take me higher. Come on. It's just such a good song. Ugh, yeah, I, I live laugh. I like, live laugh lesbian for Vincent, for sure. It's a, 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 a pure bop, a pure bop. Give me your third one, John. My third one is um, Persuasive by Dochi. Um, oh, if you are so that girl amazed. that loves a remix, there's one with With uh, SZA. Okay. Yes. The video, though, came out with them with them both oh oh yeah bomb. it just it just it reminds me all the time like what does it feel like to be that to know that you're that girl okay. and like to yes. to know like even for me like i'm stepping well, into my that girl era but it's really like the song literally just screams like what does it what does it feel like to be you what does it feel like to know mm. you are that girl and yes i'm definitely here for it so while we're here i'm gonna go to my next one yes do it the one that i put on the list uh my next song is jaguar by victoria monet and that is because i'm one not only a victoria monet fan but also because she is our bi queen she's very much very open about being bi and i think for me it's just her music makes me feel very free when i'm listening to it so i love jack mm. wire is one of my favorite songs um, but fantastic. definitely a fan of victoria monet my, so my, my my next one from there would be uh would be Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue, which I will say I'm late to the train too. I'm like a week late to it because I I I was traveling when it came out, and but like all I could see my timeline on Instagram was like was like gays whispering Padam Padam, and I was like, what the fuck is mm-hmm. a Padam? Like I don't know, I don't know what Padam means. Like it's like is it like is like is like like is that is that the new like poppers? Like what is a Padam Padam? So I, I googled it and I realized it, it was a song. Now played it, and I'm—I literally could not tell you. I could not tell you. I could not tell you. Sun from Moon about Kali Minogue, but that song, <laughs> but um, but um, just so so good. I, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, we're not supposed to be singing the songs, but hey, like, we do what we want around here. Yeah, we're gonna be in trouble. We're not supposed to be singing them. My next one from there, I'll, I'll just add in is 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 a bit of a mashup. It so it's it's I feel love by Donna Summer because that song I feel like every gay loves that song. I ima- I imagine I imagine like every 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 gay is just like mollied out, sometimes coked out in the club. Li- well, how did we get because, here? No, listen. I mean, I, I'm not. <laughs> it's not. It's not for me. It's not. My, it's not my journey. But you know, you know, there is some second party with some gay who was hopped. On on hopped on on K and it's just oh, blasting no. the song. I feel love, I feel love. No. I mean, but the, the song. I mean, and that's not the, that's not what Donna is for. But that song is a song that I think is like every every queer anthem. But it gets extra points if it begins mashed with some Renaissance by Beyonce because yeah. that the transition into it would be so smooth and so good, and that both songs are just amazing. What is your yes. a fifth song on the on on the Rasta? Yes, on the Rasta. So the next one I have, obviously, and this, I, I know you have this on yours, so we can just talk about them together. So I have Break My Soul yes. as one of the songs, and I know that you have it on yours, but you have the Queen's remix on yes. it. I have the original version on it because obviously Big Frida, Big Frida's everything. Why not celebrate Big Frida and Beyonce? And the notion of, again, everybody in this world is trying to break queer black 
queer people, fat people, whatever, however you identify, somebody's trying to break your soul. And so knowing that Beyonce has a whole song that basically reminds the world that you ain't going nowhere is it's right up there for me. I love it. Love, I love, love that, that song down. Once daily. It is like yeah. it, it is like whenever I feel it down, I play break my soul. It's just such it's like such a good song. The beat is right. The again like the lyrics like the lyrics to that was like this is fucking gospel. Like I'm yeah, thinking my new salvation, is. but in my own foundation, I'm looking for a new vibration. Look, it's so mm, so good. And the Queen's remix. I'm when, building my own oh, salvation. salvation. Okay, Let's thank you, thank you, yes. thank you. And I'm on my own vibration, girl. I'm girl. on my own vibration, girl. And I'll say this real quick before we move on. But you know, I've been retweeting. You know, Beyonce, she's doing that. Uh, what I'm calling her titty hop during her when she's doing her uh performances and so i've just been retweeting that every time i feel good about something retweeting i'm just <laughs> like release your yes. wiggle Release yes, your come on, just like come Beyonce. On. Release your mind, release your job. But the way, the way that I, the way that I had quit my job and put that song immediately afterwards. Oh, <laughs> girl, I spent a lot. Quit my job. Yes, oh, I was like, bitch. I we announced it. We announced it on my Instagram story. Close friends list, bitch. It was everything. And, and the Queen's remix. I know that's right. The Queen's remix gets uh, gets points for naming for naming houses and black icons. Like, just yes. cannot be touched. Now, number yeah. your number six, I, I know, is also Beyonce. So you give us your number, give us, give us your number six and, and, and your, and your uh, number seven. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and go with number six being heated by Beyonce. And the <sighs> only reason why, so I, we all love the song. It's such a great song. But I think for me, it's the ending that is everything. Please. It's the, the like, call and the response. It's the tip to tip on how yeah. the floor is. Yes, the yada 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 yada. Boom boom ka ka. Like yes, yes, yes. Last no that ass. Come me, please, because this ain't fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. But yes. So I. But for me, it's the line. The only line that matters the most in that song for me is "glitter on my kitty." She says, "glitter on my kitty." Yeah, and I said yes. The song, obviously, it just it has to be on the list. When you say glitter on my kitty, I'm like, yes, yes, this this is a queer song. Number seven for me is Material Girl by Saucy Santana. Material because, Girl! Yes, I've come to accept that I am a material girl. I like labels. I like expensive labels. I down. work hard for expensive labels. Um but I, I'm very much no, in my right. Anita, uh, my auntie, you know, Anita Baker phase of of buying um, auntie labels. And I, when I go into stores where I'm buying my labels and stuff, I just hear Material Girl playing in my in the back of my head. But what about you? What's your last song? Uh, I feel so hesitant to share this because she's so problematic. She really <laughs> is. I'm so sorry, but you cannot. But you cannot. Like you cannot say that she hasn't cemented herself in like queer culture and in some ways ball culture with her music unfortunately yeah but yeah. fierce by azalea banks i mean many of azalea's songs are all about like ball and house but fierce is just it's just it's just such a bop when she has the interlude with the girl who's like i used to think i was fierce because i was in all the houses i won trophies i used to much trade for dollars too but i'm fierce so now because i got a job yeah. got education i got some money at home for me god damn it like so good the verse when she's like bon appetit i'm a feast from the eyes the, re the reason the reason why i'm in luxury designs like what like it's just such such a good song like it is really just so so bomb so i'm so sorry y'all you may hate me for it i can understand it listen we're all problematic in our own ways i will to i will ride for the catalog discography of Azalea Banks. I don't ride for her 
her, her discography, I definitely, definitely do. Um, with that so being, my, oh, ahead, you know, points are you make good points. Points have been made. Unfortunately, Mama is made. Mama's a little out there. She, she has said some off the wall yes. things. Yes, but when music is good, music is good. So I, I can't take that away from you. Which it, which is sad because there are other artists I for sure like man fuck them all never listen to them again. But I think but I think it's also like I think we don't like 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 we don't fully know where like where she lies in the spectrum of the things that she says. So I just take it as like I don't think she's that like like, like I just have to be like water off, water off a duck's back, which again may be horrible, but like yeah, <laughs> live laugh love her music. That being said, y'all. We have given you 14 <laughs> songs for a playlist. Please give it a listen. Give it a gander. Tell us what you think about it. Let us know if you dance to it. Let us know if you want, if you want us to add some songs to it, but songs you may think are different, could be better, could be different. Um, let us know if you have the play, if you have a playlist you want to share with us as well. We got to yeah. take one more break, and we will come back with your favorite segment, Yes Ma'am and No Ma'am Pam. Let's be back in a second. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, okay, so this week getting into our Yes Ma'am and our No Ma'am Pams, I'm actually kind of excited. Um, and I'm I'm trying to figure out how okay, we'll get there when we get there. All right, so we're gonna start off with the uh, for for my yes ma'ams this week. I want to celebrate, um, and I, I hate saying celebrate in the same sentence of where I'm going with this because None of it should be celebrated. But all this to say that there was a Trump-appointed judge, Judge Thomas Parker from Tennessee. Well, want to talk about just, yes. just you want to talk about laughs that, the laughs that keep on going, right? The, the laughs of the laughs of the laughs. Well, he threw out the first <laughs> in the nation drag ban. And I really hate that we're having to celebrate, one, somebody who was appointed by Trump, and two, having to celebrate someone doing something that is really on the floor, low bar, like, just, it's just awful that we're having to be happy that these little, like, taking these wins when we can find them. Yeah. Um, but I'm just really happy that the person who tried to put this up and, you know, has tried to call so many other people in the government to come along to do the same thing behind them. So, I, like I said, I I, I, I want to say that I am very annoyed that we're having to celebrate that someone who was selected by Trump did something that was literally the bar and the lowest of the low things, right? Mm. Um, and really just even thinking about politics in general, it's all a scam, but I also think it's just it's 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 really it makes me happy to see that at least someone has some common sense to say being hateful is not cute and it's it's just it's stupid like this is this is silly like I I really yeah. I appreciate that someone was smart enough even if they rock and roll with that man um they were smart enough to say this ain't going th- yeah this doesn't work so. Again, happy that we saw that struck down. Really happy that we're we're going to hopefully um, this will be a long kind of like we'll start to see other things that are being mm. mentioned and brought up being mm-hmm, thrown mm-hmm. out. Um, because, again, a lot of this stuff just really is hateful. And that's really what Thomas Parker said. Like, 
yeah, they may be Republican, but at least they know when something is truly hateful and they were able to speak up on that and do something about mm-hmm. it. So um, with that being said, that, that makes me very happy this week. Now, my no man Pam, I have been thinking about how I am going to say this in so many faction in so many ways. And so the only way that I can do it is to say <laughs> this. Okay. I have been really okay. trying to bite my tongue and be mindful about where I interject myself into conversations around this topic because everybody on social media has dragged this topic through the water, has beat it with a rock. Um, When you talk about beating a dead horse, honey, this conversation every week, I feel like someone brings this up. And I, my no man Pam this week is to anyone who's sitting on the sideline discussing the ways that someone else loves someone. Bottom line, period. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's like, I, I, I don't understand. And, and maybe this is a longer conversation. Maybe this is a more nuanced conversation. And again, I'm really trying to be, as you can tell, I'm really trying to like dance around what I say because I, what I don't want it to come across as is I recognize that the root of this conversation has been a lot of black folks, Black creators, Black rich people specifically, people with privilege, right? Dating white men. And I know that that's the conversation. Is this about that? Is this this about that recent person who is dating a white man? Like, yes, they, they... uh, they're a figure in something and yes. came out. Okay. Yes. Got yeah. it. Okay. But there's two it. of them. And so I, I feel like the conversation's jumping back and forth between them. Yeah. And, and yes, like I said, I know for me, folks can say, well, John, nothing you say matters because your partner is white. And I go, okay, but none of you knew me when I was dating someone who was Asian None of y'all knew me when I dated a black man in college. No one knew me when I thought I was going to marry a black man before I met my partner, right? So you don't, you don't know my history. It just so happens that in 2010, when me and my partner were on the, on the app at the same time, we were looking for the same thing, which ended up being what we have now, and we've been together for 13 years. My partner being white had nothing to do with why I, I, I'm mm-hmm. married to my partner. Mm-hmm. It just so happened that my partner was white and was looking for the same thing that I was looking for. And I'm sure a lot of the people you talk to would probably say the same thing. However, mm-hmm. my point is, it has nothing, for me, it's not the race conversation. Yes, we can talk about anti-blackness. We can talk about anti-fatness. We can talk about all of those things. What I am saying is, is I think it is odd. I think it is weird to sit around discussing the way other people love if that person has not outrightly said or done something that gives any inkling that mm. they are anti-black. Does that make sense? It, it makes perfect sense. I think I, I totally hear you and agree with you on, because uh, yes, I think, I mean, obviously I think if someone has a track record of dating white men, then like, yeah, or like, or, you know, or, or, or like, you know, like, 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 like people of different cultures, like I would say inter- like, interrogate for yourself what that means. Right. Or like right. how you see in your own culture. And but like but like but like but like like if that's like if that's not the case like you like you like you really you really like you really can't help who you love like it's really about like it really is about the time and place and the circumstance around it. I mean, as somebody, I mean, I have not experienced 
like love in the in you know, in the way that that you have, right. and I and I and I I think a lot about what it means to to date a partner, and like that said, like I think like, I feel like I'm constantly tell myself like I don't I don't want to date a white man because I don't want to explain my culture to him, but I also like I also know that it very it very well may happen, and like and like that like that's just that's just what's around, you know. I think also right. it's, I think right. like, I, I think through, through a queer lens like. Love is so hard in the first place. Like it's hard for us to that, find love, and that in the is first my place. point. Like, like, who are why make to, it even more yeah. complicated for someone else? Right? Like, yeah, being you, you don't know where this person lives. You don't know what kind of this person is a very well known, you know, figure. Right? Figure. Yeah. Who, who's to say that they weren't dating someone who said, "I don't want to be out with you," you yeah. know, because you're a, such a public figure. And, you know, they break up with that person and then you have this other person who says, I don't care that you're a public figure. I, w- I love you for who you are. You don't know the full story. So it's just my, my point is I mean, in honestly, all of this to say, go ahead. I, just, I, I, I mean, honestly, like, like, like in cases, cases of that, I'm more interested in the partner. Like that's what I'm more interested in the, in the, in the partner right. because, because I, I mean, because the partner's one that doesn't have to experience like, like, like knowing that people in the, in the other community feel this way about them, but also like, like, but, but also like, you know, I think like in the context of this particular, of these particular, these particular folks here, right? Like we know, like, like we know nothing about the partner, like probably know, like they could be, we could, they could be an incredible, amazing person. And, and that's like, people will just go on their Facebook or Instagram and like pull things from there. And it's like, I'm so sorry, but you like in, in many, in many cases, you cannot use, someone's like someone's digital digital footprint as a basis of like how you contextualize and, and, and understand them and even doing that is weird like i just i don't you don't need to I, go back three years and, and i don't and do their care to, yeah i don't care who you choose to love i don't care like and i don't say i don't care to be passive i i say i don't care meaning in the sense of like my mama used to say if you like it i love it right it ain't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> that was shade, but go. That was shade, but go off like that. Like that. Yes, that's just a being shady. If you like it, I love it. I scream, but also but facts. Like because is, it has no the, effect. Has no right, effect on like, you. It has no effect on me if that if if that black man continues to keep dating white women and that's and that's how i in one of my group chats i was talking to someone about it. I said it's the same conversation. I said what it gives off is it give. It, I know I, I I always say we're gonna get notes on this and I we never receive any notes on them. So maybe we will, maybe uh, we won't. I don't know. But good. I was gonna say it, it gives me real pick me energy, right? I didn't mm. get selected to be in a relationship with that person. So now I'm gonna go out and critique who that person is dating because I should have been the person who got picked. Or people in the community won't date me, or I I I'm struggling in my dating life. So I'm gonna critique everyone else's dating life because my dating life is so terrible that Mm. I'm not going to say that that is truth. I am just saying that is the energy that it gives. It Mm. gives, it is, it's odd. That's all that that's literally the way I'm going to leave it. It, Before I talk myself into more of a hole, 
I'm going to say it is just odd to me. And I really wish people would, especially like you said, I think you, you make such a great point, Joho. Love is already complicated as hell for queer people. And now you're going to go online and you're going to critique another queer person about who they choose to love in a world that is critiquing all of us for the way that we show up. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Yeah. I It'll never make sense to me. But yeah. anyway, what what are your yes ma'ams and your no ma'am pams this week? So I'll just say before I get into my yes ma'am pam, like let, let, let just just like wrap that part piece up. I think uh-huh. there is something like I want I want I want to be really clear in saying I think like there there is space for the critique. Like there is space for the critique. There like there like and there, there is, is. Like, there, like there there is very valid reason for that critique and like 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 you. Like you, like people who have that critique, you have to approach it through like a really, a really nuanced lens. Like identity is so, like is like it's just so, it's just so complicated. Like it's so, it's so much more than like than surface level. And so, like I think, yeah, I I I just think for anyone who has, like, I understand the concerns, and trust me, like I carry those concerns myself, and like sometimes as well. And I'm very like mindful of the ways ways which ways in which I show up. But I also like like inversely, I have to interrogate. Like I also interrogate like why I have a concern, right? Like I think yeah. where like where like like where where I think it's where I think it's a problem or not a problem. I I I'm also very curious of like if that person was dating another person of color who just wasn't black, would it be the same conversation or not? And I think like I like I understand the context of whiteness, but I, but the, the, the last thing I say is that to me it feels like we are then placing this one person as like as like our salvation for a systemic issue like at the end of the day like like this one like this one this singular person who they love is not like is whether they love this person or not is not going to change this the systemic issue of like of like whiteness prevailing over all of all of all the things and that's same thing like we also can't place all of whiteness like on that partner either like it's just really, right like, it's, right it's just it's it's simply we simply cannot do that because like we are so much more expansive than that so and i know people probably will probably be like i can't believe y'all said that for that way if you i'm so happy to talk about it more in the dm y'all like i love conversations like this like i hope and that, if I you want to write in i'll i'll even write open in, up the, yeah. i'll say it this way if you want to write we in and you want talk us, about it like probably well, we come on I mean, out we, yes if okay. you want to write in and if you want us to have that combo huh yeah i i was oh i i, I just think like if you're if you're a black fat femme who writes about it yes we we, we may have you on the show if you're, if you're not a black fat femme don't don't think you have a yeah, show if you if you white we're probably going I, mean, we, I, I like like unfortunately our politics are still are still about that life so yeah. <laughs> anyways yeah my we, we, we're definitely in the mind of trying to only hear from black folks so if you are black fat and femme and you want to, us to get into that convo please we write in and together, we will definitely please, have yes. that Yes. Okay, so my my so my my yes, ma'am, Pam. I I'll just plus one your yes, ma'am, Pam, because I think it really demonstrates that laws re- do require some sort of sense to them, and you can't just be making laws willy nilly and thinking that they'll always pass. Like laws are not made to be fair. Like they they aren't made to be fair, but they are made to make right. sense. And and I will underscore this statement from the judge, which I like feel gross doing because I'm like ugh, this judge, but he but he says. There's a difference between material that is obscene in the vernacular and material that is obscene under the law because the because part of the law right being introduced was about like banning up like obscene things right and so this this statement basically says you can't just make new laws because you are uncomfortable with something and this is one of the very mm-hmm. few moments where we are where we as queer and trans people and trans people and trans people of color and black trans people 
are firm yeah. with the idea that their public access, that our public access, access to society is actually not unlawful. Like I, like it's, I, I also don't want to credit this conservative person in any way, but I, but I, I will say that it's a great moment for us to recognize that he is saying, like he is like demonstrating to us and reminding us that our public space taking up is not unlawful. That we, that like, just because people think it is or feel uncomfortable themselves does not mean that we're against the law because we're not. So that's my yes, ma'am, Pam, the plus one that statement. My no, ma'am, Pam is going to go to the U.S. because, um, was it like, like, like the, the annual, that like annual index of LGBTQ safe countries and cities and such came out recently. Um, I will first say no man bam to uh, USA Today for the clickbait because the, because the SEO clickbait said the US is not on the list of safest cities and the actual article oh, talks damn. about how the US that how the US is just thirty five of like hundred and something so like, okay like it actually isn't that bad like that was some clickbait stuff but to the point I will say like no like no man bam to the US right now because it really isn't making itself a safe haven as it claims to be like we are seeing hundreds of millions and billions of dollars going towards anti-queer and trans legislation anti-queer mm-hmm. and trans um work around the world like the u.s is not making itself to be a place where like equality and equity are actually real tangible things and so it's a no man right. to this country which is sad because i like we live here and like us being here is some extent of extent of of complicity and that said if i can afford to move out and take my mom and my you know take my mom and my co-host and my bffs with me i would but i can't because i ain't got the money to do that so like i'm just trying to make this country a better place but no man pam to that it is just so 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 sad that our country is really striving to make things unsafe for us when it can make things safe for us and that's Mm. really sad yeah and I, I truly hate that for us. It's funny because I've actually seen two or three of my close friends um, leave out of the country to go visit and talk about how distressed and happy and free they felt while they were away. And then for them to feel like their bodies tensed up with the notion of them coming back. Um, it just, it, it, it really, yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can say is that the U.S. is not giving what it is supposed to have given. Like this whole notion of it being, you know, this very restful, you know, easy place for people to maneuver. It's like, once you live here and once you know, look, I was, it's funny because I was actually saying this. So related, but not related. I was at Disneyland a couple of weeks back and we were talking to a girl who had never been to America. She was from Australia and all of that to say, while we were talking about the experience of what it feels like to be an American, it was very interesting to see how she responded to the how do I explain? She wasn't from Australia. She was from New Zealand. I take that back. I correct myself. She's from New Zealand. It was interesting to see how she responded to our day to day of fear, the, Mm. the shootings and the laws and like, Mm. you name it, all the stuff that we think is normal. They think is like, that is, it's, it's, it's so out of their mind. Because it is, it isn't normal at all. Right, like which movie that is, but like literally, literally any other country, well, any most other countries are like, you live in that every day. How? Right. How? And that's literally what she was giving. Like the whole conversation was like, how? How are you not 
how are you not just sitting in a room somewhere yeah. walking back and forth? Humbly, and I'm humbly. like, you just kind of recognize it. You kind of can't, but all that to say, like, it just, it, 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 it's really not giving what it's supposed to have given. And it makes me really sad, but Hey, we got each other. We got the show. We got our listeners. Yeah. And for that, I am very thankful. So with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up around here. Please send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your email to blackfatfempod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media. And again, we encourage people if you have thoughts about this episode um if you've experienced anything or you know you've processed in your own mind if you used to be a girl who was the queen of mean and you've turned a new leaf and you want to talk about how you did that feel free to share that with us um whether it be via email or whether it be online or on our um by interacting with our post um you can interact with our post at black fat Femme pod uh, both on instagram and twitter queen joho where can the dogs find you this week Per use my loves, you can find me at Joho Dance across all social medias or wrapped up in a blanket, perusing DoorDash for soup, spaghetti, and stromboli, or begging people to send me things simply because I'm too lazy to order it myself. LOL. <laughs> I just am so tired, y'all. If you want to DoorDash me every day for the, for the rest of this month, you pay, pay, listen, it's Pride Month. Pay, pay a gay, give a, give a gay some food. Help a bitch out. Yeah. Like, I could do it myself, but you also could do it for me. Thanks so much. Yeah. It is still Pride Month. Pay a gay. That is literally, Thank I you. wish I could name this episode Pay a Gay, but yes. But, <laughs> but yes, we may one day down the line, you may just see something and the title that says Pay a Gay. Um, but I yes, that's Pride for, for Pride yes. Month. Please pay us. Um, with that being said, as for me, you can catch me online trying to find something to wear to this Renaissance concert. This is a plea. A call, if you will. If you have things that you think will look good on me and Joho for Beyonce's show, please email them to us. We want to look good for the concerts. And a lot of the stuff that I am seeing is not giving what it is supposed to have I'm given, honestly honey. I'm thinking of investing in a seamstress. And I think, honestly, yeah. I think we, I think we should do it. I think we should get some yeah. custom made. I may end up just paying someone to make like, me two outfits for the show. Let's just make it does. That part. Yeah. Because I'm not finding anything online that's going to make me want to feel <sighs> good. or Yeah, it just, it's just, you and not, me, nothing. Garment District in LA, next month, we'll, and then we'll, we'll find, but I, I, I have a plug to a designer. I'll say, listen, sis, we're yeah. on a budget and we love you and you love us. Could you just hook a bitch up? If yeah. any seamstresses or designers are listening to this, if you, yes, please holler. At us. If you are a designer for a and you want a little bit of coin in your pocket, please hit us up in our emails let us know we definitely need looks I, I so i'm going to two shows so i need to look for august and a look for september i am not wearing the same thing and i definitely want to give a look for both of those places and i, I will pay you. two days apart so i so i also need uh, two different outfits for please. two different days, <laughs> two days help apart. us <laughs> yes so i'm putting the plea out there if you are a designer please hit us. Um, otherwise, you can find me online at Dr. John Paul, or you can find me on my website at drjohnpaul.com. We want to thank our supervising producers, Rebecca Ramos and Bay Wang, and our executive super producer, Anna Hosnia, and everyone over at iHeartMedia for all of the love and the support. We also specifically want to shout out all of the team over at Apple Podcast for the spotlight again this year, yes. or this, this month. Thank you so much for 
everything that you've done to make this happen. We are super excited to see it being birthed to the world. We also want to shout out our wonderful editor, Chris Rogers, because without him, there would be no show. Okay. This has been another one. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And remember, you will always catch more flies with honey than vinegar. I love us for real. Bye. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound... Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.